I don't know how right. we're ever synced up, considering how far off we seem to be, just based on the trying to synchronize <laughs> the, of course. That's whatever. true. Fascinating. That's a good point. <clears throat> I don't know. Okay. Ready for the clap? Well, sure, but you're starting, so sure. Okay. Three, two, one. Did you hear it that time? No. That's so weird. You know what's funny? Because in the last episode, I could hear it when I listened. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, really loudly. Like, super loudly. <laughs> like, shouldn't have left that in the recording loudly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, which makes sense, because it was recording on your side, but... Now, you said you were louder last episode than Oh, else? my gosh. I felt like I was, like, sucking the microphone's dick, man. Like, I was oh. right on top of it, and I wasn't. That's weird. I didn't feel like I... I didn't feel like you were any louder than I was. I felt like we were both equal level. Because I'm always louder than you, so I always have to turn you up. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just... Maybe I just can't stand the... I don't know. I, I don't know. It just was like, anno annoying me how loud I was. I found out that my cousin listens to the show. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. You know, to myself. Uh, which cousin is this? Uh, my cousin, Phil. Hmm. There could be other cousins that listen to it. I don't know. But my cousin, <laughs> Phil, lives in Massachusetts. Um, Phil and I have always been pretty close. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny, because like, when <clears throat> he... He's my sister's age, so he's six years older than me. Okay. He was born two days after she was. Um, literally six years older than I am and two days uh, younger than my sister. Um, okay. But he, when I lived in, like, we always grew up together, um, you know, all uh, the cousins in Massachusetts and the Connecticut cousins were very close um, and they went to Yukon um, <clears throat> well Steve did did Phil yeah Phil went to Yukon yeah yeah duh Phil was a fraternity president at a frat in Yukon and all this crap and um, so they they we're very close anyway, and then um, when I lived in Boston, it was funny because Christy, my first wife, when I met her when I lived in Boston when I was 18, and he was going to Boston College to get his law degree. Um, he's a lawyer, and um, <clears throat> he... So Boston College is at the end of the Green Line, um, the B Line, um, and Christy lived in this apartment in the basement and he lived literally right across the street. They didn't know each other. They had never met each other. She moved from New Hampshire to Boston, moved into this apartment, went to the program that I went to. I lived like a mile down Com Ave from them, but they literally lived right across the street from each other and I found that out like after 
um, I started dating her. It was funny. So we hung out a lot. We used to hang out all the time in Boston. And, um, and now our daughters get along really well. So, you know, we're, we're somewhat close. I don't think we hang out nearly as much as I would like, but he texted me the other night and about our, um, uh, we were texting about our, our party. I think we were, maybe we weren't. I've been texting a lot of family about our party next year, so maybe I wasn't texting him, but, um, we <clears throat> were uh, randomly, actually, you know what? We weren't texting about our party. He just randomly texted me. Uh, so I, something along the lines, and I'm not joking, he said something along the lines of, I still think you're funny. Me, as in me, mm-hmm. who's listening to our last podcast, yeah. Yeah, where I'm, you and Coley were just talking about how unfunny I am, and he said I he thinks I'm funny. So, listen, listen, everybody's entitled so, to their own wrong opinion, even Cousin Phil, and I don't believe we didn't say you were funny i think we specifically said i don't know that you understand how hard it would be to be a stand-up comedian i i and then i made fun of you for having to look up dad jokes so yes i guess i did say you weren't funny now i'm sorry i, I did say that yes right okay yes. thank you yes. yeah, but yeah, but more of a loving way it was just me being funny also daniel like you're my yang to my ying my my my, my I feel like I'm more of a ying than a yang. Bird to You're- my magic, my <laughs> sif to my list. I don't know. You're just something. Um, <laughs> so Phil listens to the show, though. That's great. Does he think I'm funny? Um, That's what matters. He didn't say so. so ooh, ooh, so yeah. no. Wow. No. You know what, Phil? Sorry. You know what, cousin Phil? <laughs> I'm going to give you a pass because you could probably sue me, but only because of that. I don't think you would sue. I don't think you could. I, I don't think you can practice in Montana. True. Yeah. True. How, do, how would that work, though? How does, <coughs> how does the... Uh, um, oh, God, I'm blanking on the word right now. On a podcast, how does that work? How does jurisdiction work on a podcast? Like, could I just say whatever I want because it's just in the air? Um, I mean, I think to a degree. I think Freedom of speech, right? Well, sure, but you can still libel or slander somebody. But yes. from, my, from my understanding, like the threshold for that is extremely high, right? Like For libel? Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. it's I don't know it's hard to to prove like yes yeah you think about like media outlets that report incorrect shit all the time and like there's hardly ever lawsuits filed and there's got to be a reason for that yeah or do they but, just get settled well maybe I mean that's possible maybe yeah. they're not all as high profile as that 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 one kid that was. Looked like he was taunting that native guy and then come to right, find out right, it was right. nothing like that at all. I mean, that was pretty high profile and it was like the largest media settlement ever. <coughs> um, so, yeah, there's probably some that get settled much more quietly. Yeah. I don't know. 
Do you, did you, I'm not trying to get into politics, but speaking of libel, did you know that Marjorie Taylor Greene showed Hunter Biden's dick on Senate floor? That she's fucking crazy. It wouldn't surprise me, but no, I didn't know she that. Was... I mean, how is that libel, though, if it's true, right? <laughs> like... Because it's not relevant to anything, and it's not her place to put that out there. Uh, I mean, I, I think most of I'm not defending her by any stretch. I think she's a fucking nutcase. She was I... showing that he had sent dick pics to some... But, oh, it wasn't dick pics. It was, it was a picture of him getting... Relieved, orally. <clears throat> yeah, um, I don't know, man. I guess after watching uh, uh, <clears throat> Succession, like it's just a elite thing, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's just a thing to do. Uh, do I really think it has any place on the congressional floor without like any sort of congressional hearing for that specific thing? No, but all that crap that they do on there is just absurd I don't know I just thought that was interesting um <clears throat> yeah her and what's her name Bobert and and I will go as far as to say AOC I think on all sides there's just some real fucking nutcases Daniel well I disagree about AOC but alright um I, I'm sure you do but she's crazy <clears throat> why is she crazy alright let's fucking get into it Jamie <laughs> Well, how how the fuck is AOC on the same level as Lauren Boebert? I didn't say she was on the same level, but she is insane. You put because you, you just put them in the same pile because together. she makes completely ridiculous claims all the time that she can't back up, and touts these ideas that are just impossible, and makes claims about other congressional people that are just invalid or inaccurate constantly. That's how I think they're on the same level. I guess... But, okay. I I don't... I, I did not come prepared trigger. for this argument. Well, either did but, I. So. <laughs> so I don't have, like, specific examples. But... I, I don't know. I feel like maybe she's a little idealistic sometimes. Um, but I don't... I don't think I disagree with some of the claims I've heard her say about other members of Congress. Well, just because you don't disagree with them doesn't make them real. There's plenty of people that don't disagree with with Marjorie (laughs) Taylor Greene or Laura Boebert or whatever the hell her name is. Right? True. So that's just kind of how I see it. Um. If you'd like to change the subject, I did yes, see I'd something. Yes, I'd like to change the subject. I did now. see something this morning that I forgot about until just now. Okay. So I'm driving to work. It's wait. What? I um, I would like to hear about this thing that you saw this morning while you were driving to work. Okay. But I just I just don't know how we could do that. Of course. Oh right, of course. <laughs> I like how you stopped the whole conversation to try to make this like smooth transition into that. But anyway, yes. If of only course. we had a way to discuss the things I saw on my way to work this morning, Daniel. Of course. 
We have a podcast. Uh, you were supposed to say, of course, and then we say we have a no, podcast. No, no, we, we, we decided last episode we're not going to try that anymore. Remember? All right, we're not going to do that anymore. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Thank God. All right, so what happened? What did you see? Oh, wait. do 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 what did you see this morning? Okay, so it's about 3.20. I just come up over Hamilton Hill on 2.20. I'm sure you know what that means. And I'm coming yeah. into the straightaway. It's the hill on and 2.20, yeah. Hamilton Hill, specifically. Going right. up it. Right. And off to my left, I see this light in the sky, like this quick like flash, right? Not like an explosion, just like a... UFO. Something lit up. So I naturally glance up because I saw something, and I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be like Elon's fucking satellite anal beads going through the sky or whatever, because I see those frequently. <laughs> but so then I see like a couple <laughs> blinking lights on Wait this thing. Wait a second. Whatever Starlink? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Although now I think it's I think it's not just a trail of anal beads. It's like an X now, I think. I don't know. Right, now it's X's. That that hurts. Yeah. 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 Ow. Yeah. Fucking Elon. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> so this thing, like, it pulses a couple times, kind of, right? And then, like, it just, like, darts, like, at an angle up into the sky, but not, like, straight up, right? Uh-huh. And it's just gone, whatever it was. So... Yeah. It wasn't like a trail of light leading up to it. It was just instant sudden light and then a couple little flashes and then just zoomed away. Right. It's called the UFO. And I mean, it's, it's an. I didn't know what it was. And spacecraft. It was flying. So, I mean, by definition, it was definitely an unidentified flying object in my eyes. <laughs> there is, I mean, there is an Air Force base here, so it could be something to do with that. I don't know. Do you, do you know I've, uh, Reddit is radicalizing me, um, and I've gone, a, I have not gone down the rabbit hole of the UFO conspiracy Reddit, subreddit, but I do look at it. I don't think I'm in it. Like, I don't think I subscribed to it yet. I haven't pulled that trigger. But I do read a lot of the posts in the UFO subreddit. Hmm. And um, have you heard about this whole this guy who's claiming to have been, like, part of the government, like, research into the UFOs? And um. Like recently, yeah, maybe he's not recently. Claim, but I've claiming to be like a whistleblower. Okay, what's um, he saying? He's claiming that we've had UFO technology like since the forties um, or fifties. Yeah, uh, um, and that like aliens have helped us to develop technology and all this stuff, and like. The people in that group really believe it and really want to believe it. And, like, the, I want to believe it. Is that not the plot of Men in Black, though? I mean, part of <laughs> it. Right. <laughs> but, 
Right. I want to believe it, but, like, if that's the case, then what the fuck are we doing? Because it just seems like we should be a lot further along technologically if that were the case. Right? Um, I mean, I don't know who's to say they're as far advanced as we we think in our minds that they are. There's because they got here simply got, by the fact that they were able to travel here. We have no fucking way to travel to another inhabitable planet because the other inhabitable planets in our universe are too far away. Okay, do we for have us any, to travel to other, with our current technology? Other than theoretical, are there even any other potentially habitable planets in our in our universe or galaxy? Or in, in our, our galaxy, galaxy I mean? uh, yes, but they're they're just too far. Like, it would take a person years to travel there, and then years to travel back. They wouldn't have enough food supply. They wouldn't have enough oxygen supply. There's Okay, but like, but we don't we just and we don't travel fast enough. We don't have the technology to to travel quickly enough to actually traverse traverse the stars like we see in Star Wars or. Mass but or we're whatever. still we're still finding like planets and exoplanets and things closer to us than we've ever known before as technology advances with imaging and whatnot. So we don't truly know. No, we and, don't. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's all part of it is, is the what-ifs and the logic behind it. Logic based on what we've been told. Like, like right? Like, that's the one beautiful thing about, about that sort of that study, you know, like the study of the, the plants and stars and whatnot, it's constantly changing. And while I do consider it a science, like that science is never settled. Like if you got a textbook from 1980 or whatever on that sort of thing, it's going to be vastly different than what's taught now and understood now. So <clears throat> yeah, always learning. But I mean, yes. Do I believe if there are other species out there that they're far more technologically advanced than we are yes i believe that as to why we are not more technologically advanced if they are helping us i mean maybe they're just kind of doling it out in small increments maybe they don't want to give all their secrets away maybe we only got that technology because they have crashed here and we've been able to find that little bit here and there i don't know it's curious if anybody will back up whistleblower and if he can't, I mean, if he doesn't give specifics, then that's kind of curious to me also. No, he's gotten pretty specific. Um, so, like, what, what technologies specifically was he talking about? Oh, well, as far as, like, I don't know. As, as far as technologies that we've gotten from them, yeah. I, I, yeah, that I don't have an answer to. But, <clears throat> but like, Harry Reid... Marco Rubio, some other senators have uh, sort of hinted that there is more going on than the public knows. And there is a push on Capitol Hill to declassify some of the stuff that 
has happened. Yes. Um, but it doesn't have much um, support. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of it gets declassified technically eventually, but so much of it's been redacted that you can't really make anything out of it. So just because they declassify something, that doesn't mean you get to see it in full. There's still a shitload of stuff redacted. Yeah, they still redact a lot, yeah. Yeah, because isn't there some rule or law that's saying that after a certain amount of time, any classified documents can no longer be classified? Classified? I don't know. No, yeah, I think you're right, but... Like you said, they just redact what they want. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's... <laughs> hey, this document does exist, but hey... Like, didn't not... <laughs> they do that with the, the Kennedy assassination? Yeah, with the JFK shit. shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and it... You know, we didn't really learn all that much from it because, like you said, they just redacted most of it. Yeah. Um, his name is Charles... Uh, David Charles Grush. David um, Charles Grush. And okay. he just... He did... He 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 did speak um, to the House Oversight Committee today. I think. Okay. Or tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I'll have to Google it tomorrow. at work tomorrow when I'm getting paid for it. Um. I uh, yeah. Like I over the years, I've seen a lot of documentaries and shows and whatnot where people have claimed to have worked for the government and that were inside Area 51 and, and these other places. They've have you know, come out and said that, that definitely there's been aliens that have landed on Earth, crashed on Earth, so on and so forth. And So this is what... So he... he uh, his opening statement was released today to, to the House Oversight Committee that he's going to be reading tomorrow. Okay. But I'll just read his sort of um, credentials. Um... I was an intelligence officer for 14 years, both in the U.S. Air Force at the rank of major and most recently from 21 to 23 at the National Geospatial Inter, um, Intelligence Agency at the GS-15 civilian level, which is the military equivalent of a full bird colonel. Okay. I was my agency's co-lead in Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena, UAP, and the the modern word for UFOs and transmedium object analysis as well as reporting to UAP task force and eventually the all domain anomaly resolution office I didn't know all this shit even existed I became a whistleblower through the PPD 19 urgent concern filing with the intelligence community inspector general following concerning reports from multiple esteemed and credentialed current and former military and intelligence community individuals that the U.S. government is operating with secrecy above congressional oversight with regards to UAPs. So, I have not looked into it, like I said. I've, because I just, I could feel myself really getting sucked down the rabbit hole of conspiracy if I really go into it and I don't want to be one of those people so I'm sure I have avoided it um but you know it, I'm curious I'm curious to hear what he has to say see um I would like I to think know. once somebody got to a congressional hearing on the matter 
or whether it, whatever it is, a hearing, an information thing. Like, there would be, like... Some validity to it? Yeah, like, it would be, like, something yeah. there. But then on the same hand, I realize this is the same Congress that allows people to show videos <laughs> of Hunter Biden getting his dick sucked on the congressional right. floor. exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. When, yep. when, Ma- when Magic the Gathering, or whatever her name is, MTG, can... can <laughs> go super crazy not just normal crazy but super crazy on the house floor i just have so little faith in the the entire system um Um, so to change the subject yeah i wanted to tell a story right yeah and i never open the show with the story that i say i'm gonna open the show with but Sometimes that happens, yes. Now I'm going to tell this story. So, this weekend, Quinn went to a birthday party. And, <coughs> sorry. She's got this friend um, who was the, f- the friend that we were going to bring to Maine. But we decided not to because she's going to be a little too homesick. Which, you know, we understand. Because Quinn would never be able to go with her friend for five days somewhere five hours away. Yeah. You so, were, I mean, you were what? Your mom told me you were like 32 before you had your first sleepover away from right. mom. Right. Yeah. About that, yeah. So, that, yeah. I mean, it happens. Right. Exactly. So, I get it. Um, so, we didn't take her. <clears throat> so, we're not taking her to Maine. But we did go to her birthday party this weekend. And they are um, just. They're a cool family. They're very nice. They're super nice people. But they're definitely. They definitely live different than we do right they i i hesitate to say it but okay be careful because you never know who's listening (laughs) no no what i want to say is sometimes they live a lot more fucking fun than we do like we go over their house (laughs) they have they have like a path they carved out in the backwoods behind their house where they're, they they ride their fucking ATVs around. They <clears throat> have like they're they're very handy. They're all handy. I wish I was handy. I'm not fucking handy, and I try. I work. I I I'm I try to either. be. I try to be. I just I'm can't. Ha- I'm handy enough, but I can't recite a house or or cut down a 300 foot tree by myself. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they have they they have teenage sons and their daughter is Quinn's age so she's the youngest and the the boys can like build a car on their own. If, See so here's you know, like here's, And so every just, time we're over there they they're doing that. Yeah. Some I was about like to say Daniel and and you can I'm, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. But I was just about to say in my head I'm picturing somewhere on this property like an 86 freaking Firebird with yes. the hood off and an engine <laughs> hoisted above it like on a cherry picker that's been sitting there for like 20 years. And um, three-wheelers. Not four-wheelers, but three-wheelers, like the dangerous ones. I'll be and honest. A, they, and at least the, one mullet. One mullet in the bunch. The, nah, I don't, no, no mullets yeah. yet. 
Yeah, were they, give the boys some time. I, I could see one of them growing. Were up. they listening to Try This in a Small Town? Were they jamming that at the party? <laughs> no. No, they weren't. Um, so, so anyway, so they have a family land um, near nearby. It's in Wyndham. They don't live in Wyndham, but the, the, the mom grew up in Wyndham. Which is our town. Our town's Willimantic, but it's part of Wyndham. It's confusing. Um, <clears throat> and um, so we went to their the the grandparents' property, basically, is what it is. And they have this big field in the back that they mow, and then they they set up their campers back there. And they had this huge bounce house water slide thing going on um and i dropped quinn off around one and went and did some errands um and did some work around the house and then we coley and i came back around seven what and we i swear quinn just was on that slide the entire time according to the mom and then from 7 until 10, and then we left around 11 because they roasted some marshmallows and shit. But from about 7 to 10, she was on the fucking slide. I, this, she was on that slide all day. This was a 10-hour child's birthday party? Yes. <laughs> Man. Yeah. They, they yeah. do have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not the end of it, though. So... <clears throat> we we know them pretty well. Like we're, we're friendly with them. Coley's hung out with the mom outside of um, you know a, alone with with without the girls, um, and the dad's super nice. Um, and so I get there and I'm helping them set up, like you know, because I, I I I'm just there and they're still setting up. And Quinn ran off and she was playing with the girls and then uh, they're getting stuff together and. I hadn't decided whether I was going to leave yet or not because I was just like, man, I don't know that I can stay here all day when I have so much to do at home. So I eventually asked if, if they wouldn't mind if I had just ran and did some errands because all the other parents were just dropping them off. So I was like, okay. So anyway, so <clears throat> they're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, just come back and you guys can hang out with us later tonight when, when we start to really have fun. I was like, okay, sure. So we did, um, but when I got there at one and I'm helping them set up, all of a sudden we hear this, just big, big bang. I was like, no, that wasn't fireworks. And all of a sudden we see their oldest son, this scrawny little kid, and it's not little, he's probably 18 or so. <clears throat> I think actually he might be their their second oldest son. Uh, anyway, so he's running across the field, you know, about 100 yards away from us, running across the field with a shotgun in his hands. <laughs> and and Dad's like, hey, what are you doing? And he goes, it's the fox! The fox! And he's running after this fox that apparently he t- tried to shoot. All right. And so, so, so then 
two seconds after we see him running across the field, we see the other son driving this beat-up old, like, Toyota RAV, like, across the field. Nice. <laughs> like a 90s Toyota RAV4, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. across the field, just bouncing along like fucking uh, Hardy Boys or some shit. It was funny. And then we get over there. I I was talking to the dad, Andy, and I was just like, I, I'm sorry. I, I need to go with you. He's like, yeah, come on. <laughs> so so we walk across the field, and uh, we I wanted, I was expecting to see a fox, but yeah. there was no fox. And we're looking around. We're like, there's no blood. Are you sure? You got it? And he, the kid was at least a hundred yards away from this fox. Oh, okay. Well, with a shotgun, then no, he did not hit With a shotgun. Right. Well, so exactly. So Andy's like, the kid's just like trying to yell. He's like, I saw the fox, Dad. I I saw the fox. Because apparently the fox been eating the... um, Yeah, I I assume the fox is causing trouble. Yeah. So... Fox, so, fox in the hen house sort of thing. Right. So he's like, I saw the fox. I, I shot it. He's, he's like, I don't give a shit about the fox. He's like, it's your sister's birthday party, and you're scaring everybody. So did <laughs> he miss the fox and hit the bouncy house? No, he was nowhere near the bouncy house. Okay, well, that's but good. he's like, you can't be firing a gun around <laughs> all these people. You can't be firing a gun around the normal, son. Come on. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it was. It was, it, that that is 100% what it was. He was just like, this is like polite company. You can't be, and it's one in the afternoon. Like if you were doing this once we were drunk at 11 o'clock, then sure. Yeah, like was he running with a shotgun in one hand and a can of old Milwaukee in the other? <laughs> no. And so he makes them take the shells out. <clears throat> Of the shotgun. And uh, he was like, you know, you don't even know where, like, where'd you get the ammo? I know where you got the gun, because I guess the gun is uh, prominently displayed in the living room. Okay. And he's like, I know where you got the gun. Where'd you get the ammo? Like, it didn't have ammo. And he explained where he got the shells from. He found the shells. I don't know. Oh, no, no, that's what it was. It was already loaded. Oh, loaded, hanging on the wall. It was hanging on the wall, loaded. That's what it was. Yeah, it was loaded. He's like, they were already in there. Ah, it was funny. Did you ask to shoot the shotgun, Daniel? I think you No, I didn't, because after he yelled at him to, you know, not do it around the company. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not gonna. I just wanted to see a poor dead fox. Why, poor fox? He's just trying to eat. Maybe yeah, it's I know. a mama. That's what Maybe I mean. A, I feel felt bad for the fox. Maybe it's a mama fox trying to feed her, right? Whatever they call fox babies. Well, he tried to. The kid kid tried to say that he, he saw it limping away. Um, so I mean, it's possible a couple babies may have exactly touched it, but even at a hundred yards, it wouldn't have. That's my hurt. guess, is and and that's what Andy said too. Like, yeah, maybe a little bit of buck got in there but it funny was funny stuff yeah yep so 
Uh huh. That's a good story. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you, they lead a much more exciting life than we do. That's the thing. If are Karen, they coming if, to your? If, are they coming to your anniversary party? Maybe. Um, right. Yeah, maybe. I I don't. We haven't. We haven't quite nailed down like what friends of Quinn's are gonna be coming, if any. So yeah. I don't know yet. Oh, so um, I might not get to come after all. <clears throat> right. Exactly. Right. That makes yeah. sense. Me and Quinn uh, No. What I was gonna say is, if their daughter came to Maine with us, she would probably be bored most of the time because. A lot of times we just sit around and do nothing. Yeah, you're not gonna be. <laughs> not gonna be. You're not gonna have a shotgun in the backseat of the old Jeep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'll roast marshmallows on a tiny little fire. Yes. Because there's a tiny little little uh, fire pit there, and then, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean that. But they had like pallets, you know. They had a huge bonfire with yeah, burning pallets in it. That's the kind of you know that, that happens a lot in my area. I, I, right, exactly. You you know what that's all like. But yeah, you didn't know that Connecticut. Uh, well, I mean, I had, guess I did because I've watched enough true crime stories to know of the the crazy shit that goes down in backwoods rural Connecticut. Um. Yeah. But for whatever so reason, I, I just don't think of it like that. Because it's a small state, and I feel like when I lived there, I, when I lived there, when I visited there, I saw like 99% of it. And the most unpopulated thing I saw was the Lebanon Green. <laughs> um, no, there's a lot of woods in our area. Yeah. There's just a lot of backwoods and well, a lot of country people. There are a lot of country. When we went for that drive with... Uh, Kurt, was it? Orto? Yes, Kurt. Yes. Yeah. See, Kurt, you, you, you met one of the country people. Yeah, yeah, we saw quite a few old residences, and I could see where it got pretty right. wilderness-y at times. So, right. yes, I'd kind of forgotten about that. Um, yeah, you yeah. know. I forgot that. I every, forgot about that. Every place needs some rural areas. It just does. Well, Connecticut has... Honestly, I'm telling you, like, the dividing line in Connecticut is the Connecticut River. It goes right down the middle of the state, right through Hartford. Yeah, I remember flying over it. Right. And it's the western side of the Connecticut River is is highly populated, more wealthy, more rural, I mean, more urban. Sure. And then... The eastern side is, like, you know, the Connecticut Hall. The Connecticut Hauler. Yeah. 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 There's I mean, some moonshine have, fields back there. We have three. We have three things that people know in this part of Connecticut: Yukon, which yep. is in the middle of fucking nowhere, not me, and Foxwoods and Mohegan Sun, which are in oh. the middle of nowhere. Oh, and then we have Mystic, which is on the shore. Because so. they have pizza, yes. Right, yes. their pizza. Yeah. Which isn't, it's not the best pizza. It's fine. But it, you have the Frog Bridge. People know about that. And well, you know about it. Most people do not know about the Frog Bridge. <laughs> like, people in Connecticut might know about the Frog Bridge, but people you have of Connecticut. The Lebanon Green, which is very cool. You have lots of cool stuff in Connecticut, but I suppose not 
everybody knows those things. I'm I didn't just know saying that. everything that people Look, do know in Connecticut is in the middle of nowhere. Even Mystic is really not like a bustling urban center. Yeah. It is an old fishing town yeah. with some shops and yeah. hotels. It's like a sea shanty. Yeah. Literally. Yes. Well, you've been there, right. I have, yeah. We had right. some ice cream there, if I recall. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know how I remembered that shit. Yeah, I don't either. You, and yeah. you went to the aquarium, which is uh-huh. also... Nice. They didn't have any giraffes there. That was disappointing. Yeah. yeah. I'll talk to them about that. Okay. Yeah. That was fun. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was... Just, I think that was a good experience for Quinn. I think she needs to see that sort of uh, a life. It can't be all highfalutin John John Mayer shows and <laughs> and fancy outings. She needs to see some of that rugged, true grit right. Americana. She's a so country she, girl, so she can be well balanced. Yes, you you would you. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, but she has started buying her own CDs. She got. A lot of money for taking care of our neighbor's uh, garden for like yeah. a month. Yeah. So <clears throat> she's spending it on Crocs. She spent it on Whoa. a pair of Crocs and nice. two CDs. And one of the CDs was Taylor Swift album, and the Perfect. other was a Morgan Wallen album. Oh, for God's sakes, Quinnipiac. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, Morgan yeah. Wall and TikTok Rock. Um, listen. Yeah, there you, that's a good. As yeah. as, a, as I told you, I think in a text message, is, or maybe it was on Facebook, as somebody that has both incredibly good taste and incredibly shit taste in music, I'm not gonna begrudge Quinn for buying a Morgan Wallen CD. Yeah. Because a she balanced it out with some T Swizzle, which you can't go wrong with. Right. Which a lot of people would consider that my shit taste in music, but nah, just there's something about modern country that just eh, I don't like it at all. Well, it's, it's just too clean. You should get her some Willie and Waylon and the Boys. Get her a Merle Haggard Greatest Hits I, CD. Jeremy, I listen to a lot of. Um, I'm gonna call it alternative country. Okay. Which is more, you know, more akin to that. Yeah, you know Waylon Jennings and Merle Haggard style, yeah. like Jamie Johnson type stuff. Yes, yeah, Jamie Johnson, yeah. which yeah, yeah, um, yes, and she does not like any of that stuff. <laughs> she I listen okay. to a lot of Jason Isbell, and um, yeah. do you know Justin Towns Earl? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yes. a lot of people don't know him. He's Steve Earl's son. He yes. was. But he died a few years ago. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Okay. Drug drug overdose, I think. Um, but he... I've been on super Justin Towns Earl kick lately. He released some incredible albums. He's, he was such a good songwriter in his own right. So, yeah. No, but she does not like any of that shit. She That's because you like it. Um, Probably. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she she might at some point. I got to admit, I think when I was young, when my grandma and grandpa were listening to that stuff, I thought it was too twangy and too old country for me. But then right. I, I grew to love it. Um, right. Has she listened to any more 
Oh my god. I don't know if you can hear that, but my computer is being an asshole. Have nope. has she listened to any more um of the White Album or has she just listened to Helter Skelter? <laughs> no. My dad actually bless his soul. He bought her um she <laughs> it was funny. We were there the other day and she wanted to borrow some of his Beatles albums. Okay. And she unfortunately the daughter is paying for the sins of the father and I think I've borrowed one too many of my dad's Beatles albums and not returned them. Yes, yes. So he's gun shy about letting her borrow them. So he's like, you know what I'll do? I'll make you a mixed CD of some Beatles music. Oh, and I was okay. like, well, that's never going to happen. But today, they bought, brought, they picked her up from um, uh, summer camp. And she, they, my dad bought her, uh, like, it's the Beatles... Greatest hits that they did. It's from '62 to '66. The blue one or the red one? Red one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's got some great stuff on it. So she's excited to listen to that. Nice. So I was. So I don't know why I was thinking about this earlier today. Um. I guess I was thinking about Quinn and, and the White Album and whatnot, but I got to thinking, so you know the White Album, obviously. Do you know the song Rocky Raccoon? Yeah. Like, do they play that on the radio? Did they play that on the radio when you were growing up in Connecticut? I don't think so. No. Because I was asking somebody at work about it that claims to like the Beatles, not be a big fan, and I'm like, how have you never heard that song? And then it dawned on me. It was constantly on the radio where I grew up because I grew up in the Black Mountain Hills of Dakota, which, of course, the song is set in. So I thought, I'll ask Daniel if that song is, like, well-known in his parts. Yeah. Nope. It is not. Curious. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I know the song, but like I'm trying to hear it in my head right now. It, it's probably, honestly, it's probably one of the songs I skip. On probably the, if, if, if somewhere in the Black Mountain Hills of Dakota there lived a young boy named Rocky Raccoon, and one day his woman ran off with another guy, hit young Rocky in the eye. Rocky didn't like that, said, "I'm going to get that boy." So one day he walked into town and booked himself a room in the local saloon, and then it goes on to talk about. Um, checked into his room only to find Gidgen's Bible, and then right. then yes. he walks walks into the, the the bar room and he saw his his lady. Her name was McGill, but she called herself Lil. But everyone knew her as Nancy. Like she and her man, who called himself Dan, were in the next room at the hoedown. And Daniel burst in, grinning a grin, said, "Danny boy, this is a showdown." But Daniel was hot. He drew first in shot, and Rocky collapsed on the cor- uh, in the corner. Something like that. It's been a while since I've heard it. But anyway, it's the story of a guy whose girlfriend runs off with another guy, and he goes to get some Old West vengeance on him and gets shot. And the, doc- the drunk doctor comes in and doesn't even really look at him. The drunk doctor's so drunk he just lays down and tells... Rocky that he's met his match and Rocky says no doc it's only a scratch but presumably he dies anyway 
Your ability to recall that whole song. Well, dude, I heard it 10 billion times. I'm not joking. It was like <laughs> probably the number one played Beatles song on the radio where I grew up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I just always assumed it was like one everybody listened to. <laughs> but it never dawned on me it was only like a regional hit because it was set in that area, right? Yep. Yep. Totally. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I never heard it on the radio. I, I, if I ever heard it in the car or something, it was probably just because my dad had the white album on or put it on some mix that he made. Yeah. It's a fun little song. Like, Yeah. It's... it's Hello. Yeah. Huh. Well, so, I want to switch gears. Okay. Okay. This is the part of the show where the normies can turn it off if they want to, um, because I want to hear all about Final Fantasy 16, Jeremy. Oh yeah, you video games. Played it. You finished I, it. I did. I played it. I finished it, and I have even restarted a new game plus. No, you're supposed to play Returnal. Well, I'm. I'm just kidding. I, it's fine. I play what you want. I finished it and realized that I don't think getting the Platinum Trophy would be too terribly hard. And even though I haven't really been a Platinum Trophy hunter in several years, I I think I got the Ratchet and Clank Platinum when I played it a couple years ago. But anyway, Final Fantasy 16. Yes, Daniel. Final Fantasy 16 is a very much action, light role-playing game developed by Square Enix. And it was released in June of 2023. And I'm a What part is light? The action or the role-playing? The role-playing. I mean, there's some yeah. elements to it. Um, but I'm a pretty, pretty... I like RPGs. I like the Final Fantasy series. I've played most of the numbered proper games. Um, and many of their sequels, if they had a sequel... I haven't played a lot of the like tactics and and those types of games, um, but I really enjoy it. And this game, while it has the Final Fantasy name and the over-the-top boss fights and cutscenes and things like that, it's different than some of the other entries in that there's not a whole lot of management you have to do as the player. For A, your party. In fact, there's no party management whatsoever. Ah, thank God. Huh? Thank God. Yeah. I hate so party I th- management. I really I mean, I, th- I think it's more accessible to a lot of people. And I will say, because I don't have the time to play games like I used to, I think if I would have went into a game like that, I probably would have felt a little overwhelmed at the beginning and may not have stuck with it. Don't get me wrong, I still put like 90, 89 hours into the game to complete it. Wow. Um, which, I don't know, was probably about average. But, because it's a long game. But other, you know, Final Fantasy type games, it would have been like 160 hours. And a lot of that is just because of, of not only inventory management, but party management, setting up, you know however you want to explain it, your loadout, whatever you want to call it. So this one, yeah, essentially, you don't have materia. You have what's called icons, which are these different godlike powers that you collect throughout the game. 
What was Materia in the other games? So Materia was like essentially the magic. And most of the time you would have to slot it to a a slot on either a weapon or equipment to get the effect. And depending on the bosses you were fighting, you would have to switch it out a lot because some bosses would absorb certain type of, of magic of materia. Some were more vulnerable to other types of materia, so on and so forth. Um, in this game, there were like some enemies that had um, what they call iconic vulnerabilities, but say you were fighting a, a fire based boss or enemy, right? Like, in a lot of Final Fantasy games, fire would be completely ineffective on those people. In fact, sometimes they would absorb it as HP. Um, so you could be okay. in trouble if you had if you had really geared yourself to be like a fire type player. Those those situations you'd have to to really manage it well. <clears throat> so you don't have to do that here. Um, you can craft weapons and upgrade weapons, but uh, you. You know, you don't have to have any sort of crazy crap to be able to do it. It's all pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fun. It's a beautiful game. It plays very smoothly. My biggest complaint, which is a pretty common complaint with for me with RPGs, is you know sometimes like the sub bosses or the mini bosses. Those are pretty good fights, right? Like they're sometimes pretty challenging. But sometimes when you get to the obvious main bosses, which in this there's probably six, seven of them. Okay. Like, they go through these forms. And the first part that you fight is pretty tough, right? Like, you, you got to pay attention. You got to use your your potions wisely and um, things like that. But once it gets past that first form, it just mostly becomes a long, drawn-out thing where you would have to really be pretty awful or not paying attention to actually die. But it goes into three or four more phases and, you know, half hour, 45 minutes of essentially just going through the motions. So that gets a little bit old. Yeah. Um, you, you don't, the other thing that you don't like as, as far as like party management, sometimes in those intense battles and other final fantasy games, you're too busy, like curing people and curing your party members and reviving them that it's hard to to wear down an enemy at the same time, especially if you're not, you know, equipped right or loaded out right going into it the first time because you don't know unless you've already looked it up. This doesn't have that. Like, there's no Phoenix Downs. You don't get revived. You just die and you get to retry if you choose to or you can return to the title screen. Okay. Um, you, you're not <clears throat> responsible for your party members' actions, attacks, health, any of those things. It's that's all just done on its own. So it's very accessible to people that um, maybe are a little bit intimidated by RPGs in general, especially like, uh, uh, you know, Eastern Japanese type RPGs. It's fun. Um, So people like me. Yeah. The story is pretty good. I will say the other complaint I had, especially when it came to side quests is how long the dialogue was. Which is skippable, right? Like, you can skip cutscenes and you can just press X to get through the dialogue. But if you want to kind of know exactly what you're doing, which I do, yeah. you like to listen to it. But right. they spent a ridiculous amount of time making what I felt was, like, redundant and unnecessary dialogue for the side. Gotcha. Missions. Okay. <coughs> so, yeah. 
is it good? I mean, like, is it a good story? Are the characters good? Or Yeah, I think it's a pretty good story. I mean, it's not Last of Us, but as far as, like, what it right. is, yeah, it's a good story. It's got some um, mystery to it, some, some drama. Um, one of the, I don't want to spoil it, but one of the very cool things that, that I felt was, because uh, I probably started it two or three weeks after it came out. So there had already been a lot of talk about like this Titan fight and Titan and Titan and Titan. And I expected him to be like the main boss. And while he is, he's somebody you, you really take on your last encounter with about halfway through the game. Okay. Um, and the, the girl that you see in all the early cutscenes or in all the cutscenes and all that, you think that she's got like this big part in it. Um, and she does, but they're not the people that ultimately you have to deal with at the end. And the story of of um, the main character and his brother and his mom, it's kind of unique and, and pretty cool. So, yeah. And in, in a lot of Final Fantasy games, there's an underlying story about... Um, you know, earth conservation and, and taking care of the planet. And that's definitely yeah. in this one as well, but it's not like over the top or shoved down your throat. You know, it's, it's not just pigeonholed in there. It's done in a, a good way. I feel, you know, that, that makes okay. sense with the plot of the game. Yeah. So you're saying Greta Thunberg doesn't come, come on the screen and yell at you. <laughs> no, no, she's not no. the final boss. No. Okay. That might be kind of funny though. Actually. Mm. Um, um so is it closer to all right i'm gonna picture a scale in your head okay okay on one end of the scale okay is final fantasy 7 okay original original OG. og okay and then on the other end of the scale is uncharted 2 which i just played this past week and and finished um just replayed it. Okay. I still fucking love that game so much. Anyway, which, where is it on the scale? Is it closer to Uncharted 2? Are you, or are you talking about Final Fantasy 7? Like, gameplay? Is that what you're asking me? Yes. Well, definitely closer to, to Final Fantasy 7. Okay. I'm, I'm, that's a legitimate question. I don't know. Okay. I, everybody's yeah i've i've watched reviews of this game i've listened to people talk about it on podcasts and i have no idea what to expect it's fairly open world okay like there's fast travel and you have to like the story has to advance to a certain area before it opens up but once it does you can bounce back and forth to wherever you want and it's not quite as open world as like say skyrim where you can like climb obscure mountains that you really shouldn't be able to, but it's okay. not completely linear either. Um, I mean, in a sense, I guess if you completely disregard the type of game that it is as far as shooter versus action or, you know, I mean, Uncharted's got a lot of platforming elements and puzzle elements. Um, it doesn't have anything like that. I would com- so I would say a better scale would be Final Fantasy VII to say God of War. Um, and okay, 
then where is it on that scale? It's much closer to God of War with I okay. will with the caveat that God of War actually requires more as far as like combat, it requires more inputs for like combinations and specialty moves. Wait, wasn't um, there that IGN article that caused a stir where they were like God of War is more of an RPG than Final Fantasy 16? I I think you had mentioned that on an episode or just in chatter a while back. Yeah. I don't know that I ever saw that article, but <laughs> yes, I mean I I think there's some validity to that, or at least as much of an RPG as Final Fantasy 16. So, yeah. you know, it's it's more of an action game than a role-playing game. There's no doubt about it. Like, you can just roam the wastelands and mash buttons and get through it. Okay. <clears throat> it's, All right. It's definitely well, I possible. Loved, I, but I, I loved God of War, so. It, it does have, you know, icons, and there's, by the end of the game, there's, uh, let's see, one, two, three, I want to say like eight different icons that you can have different powers from or moves from and you can have three of those interchangeable at any time and if you master by using experience points if you master any of the abilities then you can set those to anybody's icon so you can customize it that way as far as your battle style which i did like i found myself sticking with mostly the same um nine moves the entire game or really six moves actually. Um, some of them are like almost instant action moves that have a pretty quick cooldown, And some of them are major power moves that have like a 30 to 40 second cooldown. And you can mix and match those and interchange them. However, you know, fits your huh. play style best. Okay. But there's not like any crazy God of war type combos where, you know, you press, X twice triangle X circle X or circle like in a certain order and then you do this insane move. Good. Or no like finishing moves like in you know Mortal Kombat. It's essentially right. s- s- square and triangle. Those are your two attacks. If you press R two, square and triangle will switch to your icon powers. And then if you, I mean yeah R two and if you s- click L two that'll switch through your three different icons. Um. And there's a essentially a dodge function. Um, there's lots of different, you know, necklaces and, and whatnot that you can that you can have three different slotted at any time that that give you you know special abilities. One of them is like a, essentially an automatic dodge, which is super handy. I didn't really use it but I probably will on the new game plus if I actually decide to go through with it. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's fun. What it, is the story about? It is a time commitment. I mean, it's not a 20 hour game even, yeah. even as watered down, so to speak as it is for final fantasy. So the story is in the kingdom of Rosaria, it starts out and, um, this young kid is there and it's a young Clive main character and you see another girl with him and a smaller kid that looks pretty sickly and their dad who is the king of Rosaria comes back into town and they're out there to greet him 
<clears throat> then there's a cut scene that shows the dad talking to the mom and he tells her that they need to go to the Phoenix gate the next day. And she's like, can you intend to bring Joshua? And he's like, well, of oh. course I'm going to bring Joshua, which is the younger sickly child because Joshua happens to be the dominant and the dominant people are people that can control the elemental icons. So Joshua is the Phoenix. He's the, the icon of fire and the woman, the mom, she thinks Clive is useless and like of poor blood, even though she's his kid, because he was the firstborn, and for whatever reason, the the powers that be, the gods, did not choose him to be the dominant. So she just thinks his, he's useless. Huh. So anyway, they travel to the Phoenix Gate the next day. Because the yeah. reason they need Joshua is because they are going to essentially meditate or consult with these higher beings on what to do about this impending threat, right? And to okay. be able to do that, they have to go into this room that only the dominant can open. So that's why they have to bring Joshua. Well, they get there, and then um, clearly somebody has double-crossed them, and pretty soon they come under attack by the Empire. And um, during this attack, Joshua... Uh, primes, they call it priming, into the phoenix. <laughs> and um, starts to take out all these enemies. And then suddenly out of nowhere, you see another fire icon, which... You mean he turns into the phoenix? Yeah. Okay. Like this big giant firebird, right? Powerful. Okay. It's similar to what summoning would have been in other Final Fantasies. Right. And... um. And in the, the prologue leading up to that, I should should have said this first, you see a fight between some other, that, that's in more modern times, between some other uh, dominants, but it doesn't really explain what's happening. And okay. so pretty soon, this other dominant shows up a fire, and that's kind of confusing, and it appears to be Ifrit, and it is Ifrit. And... He attacks. Which is something from from prior Final Fantasy, right? Correct, and I do a, believe a other other lore as well, right? It's yeah. not just well, it's not a bird. It's like this big demon horn creature. Oh, I thought it was a bird. No, Phoenix is a bird. I mean, Ifrit yeah. could be a bird in, in other versions. I don't really know. Okay, and I always thought he, Ifrit was a, a bird. I'm, I guess I'm wrong. Sorry. He starts attacking the Phoenix, and this is a dream that Clive has actually had. Okay, and. Um, they crash down to the ground and essentially Ifrit like bashes the Phoenix head in and kills him. And everybody, you know, like the smoke all clears and, um, Clive is, is cause Ifrit had like destroyed this castle and Clive is like laying under this rubble and he's. <clears throat> you see these Empire Imperial soldiers coming through and they're doing killing blows to all the injured Rosaria uh, soldiers. Yeah. And they get to Clive and you see that it's his mom that's with them. So she's the one that double-crossed everybody and set up this thing. Oh, shit. Well, hey, all right. It's enough. I don't want to okay. hear more because I want to actually play the game. 
Yeah, so so that sets up this weird family dynamic. So yeah, it's it's the story's good. That's still early on all that that you just described? Yes. Yeah, that's the first oh, wow. okay. first maybe hour at the most. What? Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, I just I just, <laughs> just I just like I just I just took a page from the Daniel Jones uh book of storytelling <laughs> to tell that. My, I think I could have played that whole sequence. <laughs> My brevity faster. was was not very good there. I apologize. No, no, it's just that there was so much to, that happened. There, there was so much to cover. There is wow. a lot that happens okay. early on, and and yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of setup. Yeah, of the so world and everything. One one quick thing that I find interesting: I talked about all the dialogue that they have for like the little side missions, and it's all voice acted, right? All of it, every bit of it. But you yeah. go up to like these main characters that are in the main town or whatever that you're from or any town for that matter. And you can talk to him and there's all these like dialogues that'll come up that you can ask him questions. And like, they only speak like the first word. And at first I thought like it was a glitch on one of them. And so I just started checking it out. So the rest of it's all text on the screen and you have to press X to advance it. And it'll be the most random weird shit, Daniel. It's, like, why did they cut corners there with voice actors that they're already paying a bunch of money to because they're main characters in the game? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of strange. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, if you play it, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's it's okay. essentially the, like, the blacksmith and the merchant lady and, you know, all the people that are in the, the, hide, the hideaway, which is your main base more or less and you know there's main there's people like that in other towns too where you'll be able to ask them all these questions and they'll start talking they'll say like one maybe two sometimes three words and it just randomly stops like there's no fluidity to it or rhyme or reason and you're just like okay But yet, somebody that needs a freaking chocobo food, they'll send you on a 40-minute mission with 700 lines of dialogue you got to get through just to get some Gishal greens. <laughs> so, to close this section out, should I play Final Fantasy 16? Uh, maybe wait for it to go on sale if it does go on sale. I mean, and I'll do that no matter what. Yeah. I don't. Do you think you'll be able to finish it? Like, will you be able to commit seventy to eighty hours in it? Well, I'm trying to tell you to play Returnal because I did that with Returnal. I looked up my my time on Returnal. Now I'm up. I'm upwards around 160 hours now that nice. I put into that game. Well, so. if I play it, you're gonna have to put a few more in because you're gonna have to help me out. Yeah. I would yeah, like to. Can. I would love to play it co-op. It's we had we tried that one time, right? And it was weird. But yeah, I would like to try again. Yeah, we so. tried it at Dylan's apartment when I don't know if the Wi Fi was wonky or if I just right. wasn't feeling it or first time I touched a controller in who knows how many years. Right. Combination of all three. Um So yeah, I can I can swing it. I mean I still play games. I played Jedi Survivor, that took me a good forty hours to finish. I just yeah cruised through Uncharted 2 in a week, so, you know, I can still find time to play once in a while. But it's not a hardcore RPG where you have to use, like, crazy-ass strategy to be able to beat the game. Like, 
as long as you grind and level up and you know collect what you need to get the good gear you're gonna like the last boss fight i had zero issue with well the last several honestly i had no yeah. problem with it was more just a matter of waiting for the cutscenes and and all that right. to, to, to pass right. okay cool you gonna see uh barbenheimer I am going to. I fully intend on seeing them both. Um, I am pretty excited about Barbie. I think that people are going to that movie and absolutely enjoying it and loving it and coming out smiling, and I think that's a good thing. Right. Um, so I yeah. want to see it. I plan on bringing my girls to it, and I definitely want to see Oppenheimer. Uh, not with my kids, obviously. Yeah. So I'll probably watch that on Saturday. And I might wait for Barbie to come to our little tiny theater here in town to bring the kids. Or I might get a wild hair up my ass and take them on Friday. I don't know yet, Daniel. What about you? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I said this last time. I will see if Barbie's playing in Maine when we're up there because there's yeah. a, a little theater up there. But I, I don't know because sometimes I think that theater gets older movies. So, we'll see. I'm yeah. hoping it'll you be could, there. You could probably um, look on the website and find out for sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Why would I do so, that? I don't know. Uh, that's silly. Um, no, I do want to see it, but I find it, f- and I want to take Quinn. But my so my mother-in-law, who listens to the show. Yes. Um. Hi, hi, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Um. She went to see it tonight, and I'm curious to hear her thoughts on it. But her friend, her best friend, she went to see it with, uh, apparently said that it is not appropriate for kids. Okay, because that's what I was going to ask. Because you and I, I don't know if you asked me on the show or if it was before the show or after the show. You asked me about Barbie a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And um, you asked if it was good for kids. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I guess I haven't really heard. I just Everybody's bringing their kids to it. I mean, it's Barbie. So is it's it Barbie? Is it Quinn inappropriate for for kids because they wouldn't understand it all? Like, is it is it just stuff that would go over kids' head, or is it like really in your face inappropriate? People are afraid of innuendo yes. these days, yes. and they think that kids are gonna understand what it means. Kids don't fucking get it. Yeah, that's they, that's what they, I mean. It just goes right over their heads. You know how much fucking innuendo is in Full House and Fuller House? Yeah, so much. Quinn doesn't know what any of that is. They don't. She doesn't yeah. get that shit. Yeah. She thinks it's funny for other reasons. Yeah. And so I'm not worried whatsoever. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Because I remember what it was like to be a kid, and that that shit went right over my head. That's and then I watched I it, you know, later, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. You know. Yes, I think that's how I feel also. Um. So. I, Quinn has watched Jurassic World with me. She's wa- she watched Indiana Jones. She's seen men's faces melt off. She's yes. watched me play Bloodborne for s- small little snippets of time. Like, that's all yeah. violent stuff. But she's starting to understand sex. Yeah. Like, even tonight, we, we watched some music video for a thing and 
she's like, oh, she's she's dancing kind of um, sus. I was like, uh huh, sus, yeah. <laughs> provocatively. Yeah, he's like, she knows, she knows. Kids are not stupid, but they also stupid. innuendo about that kind of stuff. Like they don't, they're not stupid, but they're also not Fully smart away. enough to catch Correct. some of the things they don't know the answer to. You know, I mean, a lot if of adults they don't, aren't. Right. If they don't know what it is, they're not going to understand the innuendo about it. No. So. No, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring my kids just because I'm... I, you know, if it's, like, terrible, then we can leave. I don't think it will be. And, and they're even younger than Quinn, so obviously they're not going to understand any of that. Right. Like, they understand dad jokes. Like, they're at that level. Like, they can <laughs> tell when I'm making a joke now. And Autumn, my middle one, should be like, ha! Dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a post in the dad joke subreddit today saying um, the dad joke subreddit is for dad jokes, which are jokes that you can tell to your kids. Not the like, because it has gotten flooded with not suitable for work jokes and sexual jokes and violent jokes and political jokes. Yes. And it's like, what the fuck is all this shit? Like, that's not, that's not a dad joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I got a um, push notification on my screen, and it said something like, what do you call, I can't remember what it was, something, a dad. Oh my god, that's funny. That's not a step stepfather, or something, I don't know. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I just clicked on it, because I didn't understand it, and like, all of the answers had been deleted, and whatever, so whatever this guy said originally must have been awful, because people were like, what the fuck, man, you can't say that. And then I'm like curious. I'm like, what did it say? And, um, but why would they even leave it up if like they're going to moderate it that hard? Why not just delete it? Well, right. They, yeah. I guess maybe there isn't a lot of moderation going I on. Know. I don't know. Anyway, it, Reddit's just. I'm I'm still trying to figure out how track. to use Reddit. Um. What the fuck's going? What is what is X? What, what, uh, is Twitter X for you yet? Because no, no. And I, I tweeted today. If I just don't update my Twitter app, does that mean it'll stay the same? I Will I don't just know. Not change? I, I checked for updates today, and Twitter hasn't pushed out an update to iOS. Um, I don't know. I think I think X's Elon has taken too much fucking ecstasy, and I really don't know. I I honestly I, I yeah, cocaine is a hell of a drug. As we saw from Succession. Ah. Kyle must have listened to our last podcast because I just opened up Twitter and he replied to his tweet telling us we got to do, we have a podcast together. He said, bunch of quitters. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> it was hard. We tried. You know we tried. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what X is. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I, I just don't know. X gonna give it to you, I guess. X gonna give it to you. It's my question about X is why? Right. Like, what's the point? Yeah. I don't know. It's that's not that edgy anymore to just be like X. But this is the dude that named his kids like fucking equations, right? Like. Right. Any benefit of the doubt that I had given the guy a year ago or whenever it was he bought Twitter is long been gone. Well, I'm sorry, but 
do people not see the way he's running Twitter and and say, well, now I don't want to buy a Tesla because if you see the incompetent way that he has run Twitter, don't doesn't that make you question how well he's running? Okay, his other businesses. It does, but here's maybe here's the thing. Maybe he's even more brilliant than we realize, Daniel. So. Okay, by and large, before 2021, the people that bought Teslas were, I'm just going to say, liberal people. Yes. Now, now they all tend to actually love their Teslas, and they're probably going to keep coming back no matter how much they dislike him. But now he's got the other side of the country also buying Teslas. Yeah. (laughs) So, I don't know. Maybe that was his plan all along. I don't know. Um, Teslas are notoriously unreliable. Right? I wouldn't pay that much money for a car that's going to potentially catch fire or have so many other, like, just issues because I feel like anytime you have that much technology in something, there's just that much more chance for something to go wrong. And Well, yes. I mean, yeah. If it's any like, like any other sort of electronic device, like a computer... If everything's not working together 100% correctly, it affects everything to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- they're all like that now, though. Yeah. Like, even if it's not an electric vehicle, the exactly what you said, the more technology they pump into these cars, yeah. the the more possibility they have of failing. My 20... The, the, yep. Yours is probably the same. My 2018 Jeep Compass, I've yeah. learned has two batteries and if one of them huh. fails it shuts down the other one and the car won't start and one of the bimat <clears throat> batteries is primarily for the stupid auto start function which i hate i hate yeah uh and yeah and yep. if if the batteries can't talk to each other they're like oh no we're shutting down so on this jeep compass form i'm on or facebook page it's like literally the most common question. Like I went to get in my car to start it and all the lights come on and everything seems to work, but it just won't start. And like 10 people chime in instantly. It's your batteries. And they're like, what do you mean? Batteries. And they're like, (laughs) yes, there's two batteries. (laughs) It's about 600 bucks to replace them both. Have fun with Jesus. So then they're like, you need to turn your auto start off instantly. Every time you get in the car, because that's what kills them. Wait, 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 wait. So, wait, wait, wait. Maybe I'm not clear on what the auto start is. What is auto start? So, auto start is like when you stop at a stop sign or a stoplight or whatever, your car shuts itself off. And then when you let off the gas, it starts itself up. Or let off the brake, it starts itself up. Oh, no, mine doesn't have that. Yeah. And you can turn it off, but you can't keep it off because it resets itself every time you shut the car off. Oh, my God. So you push the button to start the car, and you reach down and you push the auto start button, if you remember, right? And then it disables it. But if you forget to do that, every time you fucking stop, it turns itself off. And It turns itself off. You've never been sitting next to a car in traffic and, like, just heard it start, and you're like, that's weird. Oh, no, I have. Yeah, that's what that is. But I just figured they stalled or something. Yeah, no. The car... Turns itself off? So, when I bought this car, I actually bought it over the phone. 
from a dealership <laughs> in, in Great Falls because I had no way to get there because my truck had died, right? Wait, what happens to, like, the radio and shit? Does it turn off until you start going again? No, the radio keeps playing. It just shuts the so motor it, down. It just shuts the motor down. It doesn't... <clears throat> what the fuck? It doesn't just go, like, neutral or something? No, it completely shuts it off and drive. What? Yes. I'm surprised yours doesn't have it, honestly. No, mine does not have that. No. Good for you. Um. So anyway, like, they brought the car down, right? And um, he must have had the button pushed because I wasn't paying any attention. And I saw that it had auto start, but I thought that meant remote start. Which, I mean, it has that also, but right. they're two Mine separate Right, mine has things. remote start. That's what I thought you were talking yeah. about at yeah. first. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what I actually, what I thought you were talking about was push start, which I hate. I, I hate the push button start. Just give me really? keys. Oh, yeah. the push button start doesn't bother me too much. Yeah. Less, less chance of losing my keys that way. I can just keep it in my pocket. But yeah. So anyway, like, the guy gets here like at 3 o'clock, and I have to have the girls to baseball like at 3.30. This was, you know, last year. Yeah. And so he's got all the paperwork in there, and like, like I, you know, I just sign it real quick, blah, 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 blah. And he gets in the car that followed him, and they go back to Great Falls, and um, I go and we go to the baseball field or wherever we went, and then when we get in to come home, like the fucking car is like, like I pull up every time I'm about to stop, and it's and it starts to die, so I let up like I instinctively let off the brake and hit the gas, and yeah. I think it's not idling right. I'm thinking, oh my god, <coughs> so like. Dylan's in the front seat with me, and the girls are in the back, and I'm fucking pissed, right? Like, yeah. God. That you bought a lemon. I should have test drove this car, yeah. Yeah. So I actually get my phone out, and I start calling the guy, and I'm going to give him just, like, the fucking business. And Dylan's like, I think <laughs> it's supposed to do that. I'm like, you think it's supposed to fucking die? And he's like, no, no. He's like, look, look at your dash. Like, there's a little A with a green arrow every time it does that. And I'm like, so I, I hang up the phone before he has a chance to answer. And, yeah. um, yeah. So then I start thinking about, I've heard, okay, I've heard of cars that, that do that. And then, yeah, sure enough, it has fucking auto start. Wow. That is, that sounds awful. I feel like it was a thing they put on cars for like four or five years, but I don't think they have recently. You don't see it much anymore. And I think that's because it sucks. Yeah. Well, yeah, my Renegade is 20. What year is my Renegade, babe? Um, uh, like a 2018? Yeah, see, you're right. I think it yeah. is a 2018. So okay, I'm surprised so it doesn't have that. Yeah, mine's, mine's Jeremy's Jeep has it. But yeah, it's not a Renegade, right? No, it's not a Renegade. No, but I bet you they have the exact same motor and transmission. Jeremy? No, what is, what is your Jeep again? A Compass. Compass. Okay. Um, cause Macy had a Jeep, not a Renegade. Macy Quinn's old nanny. Okay. Had I think she had like a Cher Grand, Grand Cherokee or something. Cherokee or yeah. Her parents' and car. The first time I drove in her car with her, I thought something was wrong because we got to like she stopped and then the car turned off. And yeah. Car. Right. And then you exactly. have to turn it on every time. Yeah. Wait, you have to turn it on every time? Jeremy's saying that like as soon as you start. As soon as you let pressing off the, the gas again, it goes. Well, you don't even got to press the gas. All you got to do is let she off the brake a little bit. Let off the brake. 
But I've seen it in cars, like at stoplights. You can see, like, you can hear that they completely like, yeah. stopped. Yeah, no, I've noticed that too. Yeah. I just assumed they stalled. But nobody drives standard anymore, so I guess I shouldn't assume that. We're going to have to find that one, though, when we teach Quinn how to drive. Hell yeah, she's learning on standard. I got, a, I got an old Dodge Dakota. That's Jeremy's a, got an old Dodge Dakota. Bring her on down. Oh, I'll okay. teach her how to right. chase foxes and shoot every, shotguns out the window. But especially females should know how to drive standard. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. She said That's every, actually what the Barbie's movie is about. Is learning how to drive. Learning to drive standard? Yeah. 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 You want to know how I learned how to drive standard or, or stick shift as we call it? Daniel, how did you learn how to drive stick shift? Or do you oh, even know? Oh, man. Remember I was talking about Christy earlier? Yeah. My first wife? Well, she knew how to drive standard. She had this little uh, Nissan Sentra. It was uh, 2003 yeah. Nissan Sentra. Well, no, we had it in 2003, so... No, yes, yeah, because she, she bought it that year. Yeah, it was a 2003 Nissan Sentra. It was manual. And she drove everywhere because I didn't know how to forget. Well, I had another car, so I, I had an automatic um, Geo Metro. Nice. So I drove that everywhere. But she taught me how to drive standard on that thing. And we lived on this street that was a, a pretty straightaway, but then it let out to this other street that was a very steep hill and you started on the middle of the hill because the road was it the road led out into the middle of this hill and you had to you had to just turn and start going up the hill and i couldn't i so the first time we took it down our street i was like oh this isn't so bad i'm i'm, I'm getting this but it, it you know it took me the whole street to start to like understand how to let off the clutch and and hit the gas and everything and uh then we got to the hill <laughs> and, <laughs> and i couldn't fucking do it and i get a, i get like 10 feet up the hill and i'm like i can't do it i can't do this and i'm screaming i'm crying and she's like, it's okay, you can... She was very patient with me. All the women in my life have always been very patient with me. Because why? they have to be. I don't know so, why. Because they have I to don't. be, that's why. Yeah, Yeah, because they know that they have to be. And uh, I'm just screaming. And, <laughs> and as I'm, like, struggling with this, our landlord, who didn't live up there, but happened to be there this one day... When when I was trying to learn, and they lived down in Georgia, and they were visiting for like a week, and happened to be the week I was learning how to drive standard, and he pulls up, and he's like, everything all right over there? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, we're fine, we're fine, I'm, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> and I'm just, he just kept going. <laughs> oh, he didn't help you? No, he didn't I, help me. Well, Christy was with me. So I thought I thought it was going to be like a man called Otto moment there for a second. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's a good movie. You should watch it. So anyway, so, so that was uh, I, that's my endearing memory of learning how to drive standard. I eventually got it down, but it yeah. was a struggle. Yeah, how did you learn? Uh, okay, so I was 
I'm going to say 14 years old, possibly was still 13, but I think I was 14. And in South Dakota at that time, I don't know if it's still true, you could get a permit. So when you were 13, you could get your permit to drive with another licensed driver, your learner's permit. And when you were 14, it turned into a restricted license, which meant you could drive by yourself from 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. But you weren't supposed to have passengers or anything else, right? At 14 yeah. years old. Um, so I don't know if I just had my learner's permit or if it had re turned into a restricted license yet at, at that point, but I drove all the time. And... Um, I didn't have my own car yet. I had bought one, and my uncle was fixing it for me. I would bought it from him, like an old beater. And then he actually fixed it up very nice for me. He did all the body work on it and everything. But that hadn't been finished yet. And anyway, so these are the days where cruising Maine was still a good time, right? So nobody really cared if you were if you had passengers or if you were out past eight like that just never seemed to come up <clears throat> but anyway um my uncle had went out of town him and his wife and my grandma must have been in montana on vacation because she would go to montana every summer so essentially i was home alone and i i don't know i must have stayed out later or something than i was supposed to sometime be right before that because he grounded me from the vehicles and he took all the keys with him right okay. or hid or hid them so i couldn't i mean he probably had five or six cars and um anyway i the only Where's this going? The only, set of keys, the only set of keys I could find were yeah. for, like, his old wood truck, this old Ford pickup that he used to go and get wood. <clears throat> and okay. um, I had tried to learn how to drive stick shift a couple of weeks before that in, like, this Mazda 626 that he had, and I, I struggled. Right? I couldn't quite get it. So I assume he left those keys because he didn't think I'd be able to drive it. Well... I grabbed those keys and I got in that old Ford pickup and I taught myself how to drive stick shift just fine. And I cruised Maine all night long in this gas guzzling 19 freaking 76 Ford pickup with like this wood rack bed on the back for hauling firewood. That's how I learned how to drive stick shift. Wow. That's and great. then when he came home, I told him that I had learned how to drive using that, and he didn't seem too upset. So then I started driving the 626 all the time, and that was a fun little car to drive. And then he finally got my car finished, and I... Okay, actually, I do remember. Okay, so he got my <laughs> car finished, like, the, I, I think it was, like, right when I turned 14. So my license switched from being the learner's permit where you're only supposed to ride with other licensed drivers to the one where you could um, drive by yourself. So me and a bunch of my friends hopped in my 
car that he, I mean, my uncle was a, a, a body man, like a body shop guy. Right. So it okay. was, it was beautiful. And I fucking shit you not, Daniel, about 30 minutes after I get it, <clears throat> we're driving to rapid city to go to like McDonald's or some stupid shit that 14 year olds do just for the fun of it. And like, it was kind of a busy highway and kind of a narrow highway. And this truck was coming not like in the wrong lane or anything. I just got like super nervous and I scooted over too far to the right and I fucking slid up against the guardrail. <laughs> oh my God. Oh no. Took out the whole oh, right no. side of my car. Yeah. Yeah. So then the door wouldn't open right. <laughs> the paint was all trashed. The fenders were dented. So he fixed it one more time for me and I drove it for quite a few years off and on. Yeah. Yeah, he was a good man. I put him through some hell. <laughs> That's funny shit. I hadn't thought about that for a long time. Anyway. That is funny. Yeah. Well, my yeah. nephew is 17, and he should have his license by now. Or <coughs> you would think, yeah. I, he had said late July he was... I think he already had an appointment to take his test, so I wonder if he passed or not. Last I talked to my brother about it, he was um, not happy with him. <laughs> he was just not like listening very well. 17-year-old, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. My brother taught me how to drive. My, my parents took me out a couple of times. My dad, I mean. But my brother took me out a bunch. So yeah. He... He is patient. I know that he has patience. My aunt, who was, who is, she's still alive, my uncle's wife, she would take me out to drive a lot, and she would drink while I drove. We had good times. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... That's a wonder. She more or less taught me how to drive. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, well, she, she would have been drinking if she wasn't with me anyway. Like that's yeah, just, right, right. I mean, that's that's what my family did, unfortunately, Daniel, and it carried on to me for a long time. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah. Yes. Well, on that note... Crazy. Yeah. Yep. This was a long episode. We had a lot to talk about tonight. I guess we did, yeah. UFOs. I'm going to have a hard time naming this shit. Uh, you'll figure it out. You always do. Because, <laughs> of course. UFOs and Driving Standard. And Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 16. Yes. And foxes <laughs> and shotguns and bouncy houses with water slides. Or slides, yeah. anyway. Shit looked fun. I gotta say. I wish yeah. they had that when I was a kid. Yeah. I know that. It's slip and slides, and if there was a rock under the slip and slide, you were fucked. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> I mean, the, the slip and slide Your itself was going to be bruised for days. The, the slip and slide itself was like something that took some balls and, to get up to. Like, there wasn't no slide, no easy start off. You had to, like, right. run and throw, run. Your, throw yourself down on a fucking yeah. tarp. 
and hope for and the you best. Didn't, you didn't land in a nice clean pool of water. No. You landed in a fucking mud puddle. Like they banned lawn darts, but they allowed slip and slides to to continue. <laughs> Back in my day, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, and we had that nine thousand degree metal slides. Yep. yep yeah. Yeah. No fucking bouncy houses. We had, like, maybe if you went to McDonald's, you could go into one of their germ-infested ball pits. Ball pits, yeah. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. Uh, But somehow we survived, Daniel. Yep, somehow we do. We did. We did. Survival Survival is over now. Now it's just waiting for the inevitable. No, like everybody in town has their own bouncy house. You drive by and you see them in everybody's yards. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right, Jeremy. All right, Daniel. Thank you for joining me tonight for this wonderful episode of Of Course We Have a Podcast. Did I have a choice? You're going to have to come, back, come up with a better comeback because you say that every time. No, I don't. Of course you had a choice. Hmm. That's right. If we choose not to decide, we still have made a choice. Do you want to know the best part of my day? Today? Uh, Getting home from work and seeing your lovely wife. No. Best part of every Tuesday for me Um, is that one of these days I'm going to show up to your door and you're just not going to be there. What's that from, Daniel? Goodwill Hunting. That's right. That's right. It's been a while since I've seen that. I forget. I, obviously, that's not the whole speech. I can't remember the whole. No, that's the, the gist of it, though. Like the gist of it is like that, you know he Matt Damon's character doesn't want to go off to do this opportunity. He wants to stay. Right. Stay with Ben Affleck and his buddies and whatever, and yeah. then. Like Ben Affleck essentially tells him that his dream is that one day he pulls up to pick him up and he's not there because he exactly. wants Exactly, that he's walking up to the house and he always thinks um, maybe today will be the day that he's yeah. not there. Yeah, yeah. And then he he gets a hold of his girlfriend and they live happily ever after, presumably. He had to go see about a girl because he had to go see about a girl because Robin Williams taught him something. Yep, stole his line. All right. Uh, Speaking of movies with innuendo and Robin Williams, we watched Mrs. Doubtfire with Gwen. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about your fucking innuendo. Talk about it, yes. Some bangers. Um, It's been a while, (laughs) but yes, I remember it. Yeah, there's all All kinds of movies that have those kind of references. I mean, SpongeBob. See you all later. All right. Bye, Daniel. Bye, Jeremy. (laughs) I'm tired.